Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Ask me! That's what boys say. And, and that's, that's what you're talking about. N- I'm talking about how I started it when I was on Chelsea and doing Drunk History. And people thought I was like a fun party girl. Mm-hmm. And they'd come to my shows and go, woo! And I was like, I'm not that. I'm oh, not fun. Funny. I thought so I was like, was I seem else. fun, but I'm not. It's about me being like a cranky old lady. I always thought it was how boys are like, she seems fun. Oh, yeah. No, Oh, no. wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. Wow. There's no feminist agenda in your title. No, none. It's really an agenda to show people how boring I am. I love that. Well, I usually do the podcast at the end, but you guys with us now is author... A uh, stern advocate for for her not having children, not in general, but like that's, yeah, yeah. that's a big part of it. Uh, drunk history alumni, alumnus, sure. yeah. uh, author, comedian, friend, fellow, we have the same manager? Yeah. Jen Kirkman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what they call that. It's like we're related. And one time at a roast, you and I talked shit on someone a long time ago. And we, I actually forget, I swear to God, who we were talking shit I about. I remember. And I remember thinking, I like Jen. Wait, will you write down the first initial of their name? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> because I didn't know you. Because there's very few people I talk shit about, mm-hmm. and that's like there's two. This person, yeah. is someone that not only does everyone talk shit about, people always ask me about them, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. People always find a way. Yeah, but I remember you did that, and I was like, oh, cool. I'm not totally alone. That makes me feel. It's. I'm glad I ended up working out because I have a thing where I try not to gossip because I feel like. If I'm gossiping to someone, then how can they trust me? Totally. But there's, I call like big ticket items people that I'm not close with, <laughs> that I've encountered though. And I have where I just go, I can't take them seriously because yes. they seem detached from rea- reality. Yep. And they're not unkind, but they're not helping anybody. Yep. So I'm like, these two people I reserve that for. And yep. that was one of them. And so I feel like I'm consistent. It's not uh, It's not like you're like, oh, I really hate Rihanna. And people are like, what? No, she seems like the one you're saying, every, it's not an uncommon and, thing. And we're, we weren't spreading rumors or like ruining their life. No, it we was said just it over like, some like shitty wine and like a pretzel wine. plate. And it was Joan Rivers roast, I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh, this this is my big break. I'm in the audience for this. <laughs> I think I felt the same way. <laughs> oh, so dressed up, dressed myself. Jess Perkinson says, snaps for drunk history. What part of history do you think was the worst? No plumbing, lack of hygiene, hairy legs, dragons stealing their princesses. And where in history would you be moderately okay being placed back into? Is that a lot right up No, I mean, I think the 70s, I'd be, like, just for the fashion alone. Okay. I know that, like, people are going to—this is my life is me thinking of people 
on Twitter in my head. Going, oh, your white privilege. How could you like the 70s? The 70s. And women didn't have their own credit cards back then. And it was sexist. I get it. It's not, in my opinion, that much better now. But except we can have a credit card. And so I'm like. <laughs> that someone else pays for. Right, ladies? <laughs> Rack up that bill. So, so I'm like. Rack up that bill is like your conservative talk show. <laughs> that would be so funny. Rack it. Welcome back. Okay, so you say um, 70s. Yeah, and the worst in history. I was going to say, yeah, anything before, Running. anything where, like, there's stoning. I don't know. So so just no Middle East today. No Middle East today, no Middle Ages. I, but let me Mm-mm. be specific. I think I would hate the 1800s because it would seem like we're so close to something. And yet— There was I, a, an industrial revolution coming. Yeah. Uh because there's different, like, the first half of a century and then the second half are always, there's such a stark difference. Um, I think almost anything before, most inventions, like the Romans are like, we did that and then we went extinct. So it's like before running water. But even, like, psychiatry yeah. in the 60s was still brutal. Right. So that's tough. Are you saying as a woman, you're asking as Jen Kirkman, what is it? Because as a man, it could be, as a white man, it could be any time. It'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. I, I, yeah, I don't want to go back to anything like witch trial. Not because I think I would be a witch, but I just don't like yeah. those times seem, again, I do think of what she just said, like no tampons, like yeah. bleeding into a rag. Pre- yeah. I'd have to be pregnant all the time. Yeah. For you know? any sort of worth. Yeah, your brain would not be appreciated. And what if I had the same like anxieties or whatever, and there was no meds? You know, like right. I can't take a clonopin on an airplane. Oh, there's no airplane. <laughs> 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 I don't have to worry about it. See, in another way, I do feel like my life would be so simple because there's no choice. You wouldn't have stress, maybe the same way. Because get up, milk the cow, milk your body. Right. Get raped by your husband. Right. He beats you. You go to bed. You go to bed. So, so no time. Yeah. I think the 60s would be cool just in terms of the change that was going on, like moving from that idyllic, like, 50s Levittown to this, like, political unrest. Yeah. That would have been cool to see. Uh, I'm fine where I am right now. I think the 90s were pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah, of course. I just feel like that wasn't far back enough. It's not. But I would go back, and I would say this, um, I love that Urban Outfitters has the fashions of my... Gen X generation. Like, it it's makes bad. me happy that yeah. people haven't improved upon being a teenager since I was one, I think. You're right. I, I don't... Can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 44. Okay. So I'm 36, and I'm seeing it now, too, because like, the 90s, which is when I was, whatever, like, seven in, like, 1992. So that yeah. was, like, a big chunk of the childhood. But then, you know, like, all that 90s, early 2000s stuff kind of, like, came back. And I remember even at the time thinking it was ugly. Uh, but what sucks is, like, I'll see a girl in, like... Generation X outfit or a 90s outfit. Yeah. And I will say something like my next door neighbor has a daughter and she's like 14. She was wearing one of those chokers, those plastic ones. Oh, you know, yeah. They almost look like a tattoo. And I said something like, I remember those the first time they came out. You Because you want them to be like, oh, really? Tell me what that was like. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Like, nobody cares. They don't want the history nobody. lesson from, from Auntie Eliza. I know. And I'm like, guys, aren't you excited? I was there. I was there the first time. It would be like if I had met someone from Woodstock when I was a kid because I thought, that seemed really cool. I would have been blown away and nobody cares now. They're like, nobody cares. Sorry. I find myself starting stories like, oh my gosh, when I was your age, I did it. There's no like, (laughs) oh, tell me more about that. What's it like to pay taxes? Nothing. So you're old now and nobody cares about your stories. No, it's a, maybe, maybe you have to be like 20 years from now. Ancient. Okay. Or maybe (laughs) 54. Okay. 56. Yeah. Rachel Ashley, Rachel Ashley, double Y. 
says, my bottom of the cob this week is people who take up two parking spaces in the parking garage. What's your biggest parking nightmare? Oh. Very specific. I appreciate that, Rachel. It just happened to me when I was parking downstairs. Somebody had taken up a space, and I would have had to take up a space, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't bring myself to do it Mm -mm. because I was like, when that person leaves, which inevitably they will before me, someone's going to come down and think I'm the dick, even though they'll never know who it is. Because that person will be gone. Yeah. Yes. So I had I kept driving around, and then I finally squeezed in. Mine is motorcycles. You're not allowed to take up a space. No. You, you're, they have the tiny ones for you. And even if they don't, like, just f- put it anywhere. Is, any, is anyone really going to come tow it? Like, Fold it up. <laughs> that's my parking nightmare. I mean, I don't really—I'm pretty fucking good at parking, I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. In parallel with one hand. I know that about you. Really? It's part of when people bring you up on stage. <laughs> I really, I got so fucking excited. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, really? <gasps> I would love that to be. I'll say that about you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. When I, I go- love parallel parking to a song. Ooh. Oh, I just feel so badass. Oh yeah. I could put on some Led Zeppelin and like one hand go backwards. I take. Yeah. It's very like you want to like pop, pop the e brake and then like ghost ride into the spot. Yeah. I don't know. I take great pride in being a good parker, a good driver. I never miss an opportunity to tell someone else they're a bad driver and I'm a better driver. Yep. My parking nightmare. That is one of those because you don't want to take up those two spots. Uh, wa- just sitting there in a parking lot watching some, like, Methuselah grandma just back in and uh, out of a spot. Not right. even grandma. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone fucking unaware. And you're like, you can make it. Ah, oh, don't. What? Stop. Or how much room do you? That stop bothers me. Stop doing a 50-point turn. Oh, the other one is when, but I do this sometimes. But I feel like when I'm doing it, I'm actually looking up where I'm going next. Mm. People texting and you're like, hello, beep, oh beep, God. and you can't get their attention to get the fuck out of the spot. I'm going to have you in. <laughs> I always assume what they're texting could never be as important as what I text when I drive. Exactly. Because, you know, they're like, okay, I'm picking up your Uber Eats right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so horrible. <laughs> it's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable. And it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. 
Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay. Cat. What did you write in yellow, Emily? Oh, this is about you. Okay, you know what? This one's just for you. Oh. Indy Blanco, I mean, I can form an opinion. Uh, Indy Blanco says, what's Jen's opinion on gender reveals? Also, hi, I'm a I Seem Fun listener. Oh, there you go. On yeah. gender reveal parties? Just says gender reveals, but you can interpret it. I think it's, okay, I have this whole thing where I think it's dumb. <laughs> is it? I don't even know, is it the same as a baby shower? Are there now no. two parties? The baby shower is already, like, you're, we know you're having it. It's okay. just different. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Especially with internet. I could see, again, if we're in the 1800s, how... How, but how would they know? I guess, oh, they wouldn't have known. I, I don't even think my mom knew what my gender was. I don't think they knew it's that in the 70s. A sonogram would show a wiener. I think it was like, but they couldn't be sure. I don't remember, because they were like, we think it's a boy, and then I was so a girl. So just name it appropriately. It could go either way. I just don't care. And then also, I feel like with, you know, I feel like gender reveal parties really came at the wrong time in society because they lasted about 10 minutes before it became like, who even knows what your gender is? Maybe you'll identify differently. Oh, interesting. So I feel like it's un-PC to have one. Oh. And so that's a great way to shame someone. <laughs> if you don't want to go to their party, you can just make it that they're like a bad person and they're yeah. forcing their kid into the binary. Do you feel that way personally? No, not of really. Of course not. I don't really have an opinion. If someone actually felt the way I just said, I go, great. Uh, Either way. I get that there's a basic, like, does it, but it basically rolls down to, does it have a penis or does it not? And who cares? I really don't, you should love the kid the same way and you know you're going to. There's no gender reveal party that's like, oh my God, I was so terrified it was going to be a boy. I'm so glad it's a girl. Let's party. I think there are. Maybe underneath it all. If it was blatant, I might go. But also, right. <laughs> I just feel like it's not my business. I'm, I don't have a party for every little thing right. I do. Not that, I mean, that's a big thing to have a kid. But I expect a gift for most things. Yes, 
I will write on my birthday invitations like a gift is encouraged <laughs> uh, because I love gifts. I do too. Um, my issue oh, is— I should have brought a gift today. That's okay. You didn't know that it was my birthday like last week. Um, the, my issue isn't the gender reveal thing, and you can't be faulted for being like, I'm going to have a girl, and if that girl's like, my name is John when she's five, okay. Sure. But it's okay to get excited and you put your hopes on, you know, I'll, whatever. I don't like wasteful gender reveals. I don't like when I see some big dumb couple that's like, we pop these balloons and these mini balloons go up in the air and then a sea turtle eats our baby's gender. Just have a pink cake or a blue cake. You're lighting a rocket. You're setting garbage on fire. That's right. I forgot there's sometimes like a scavenger hunt, like... I th- or maybe I saw that on an episode of a TV show. That might have been an episode of Grace and Frankie. But it was something like Frankie and Grace. But there was a I, – I, they just don't make it my problem. Like, Or just invite – I'm on a big kick lately about baby showers. Just invite other – I feel like it should be a community, other moms. The people that don't have kids, I, I don't care. Okay. So I, I'm not interested. I think they can invite you and you just – I don't – you know, I wish you well. Would you get them a gift? Yeah. Always get a gift to anything See, I'm invited to. that's what we want. We yeah. – I don't have a baby. That's – you know, you want yeah. the gift. Of course, people – like, if it was your best friend, you'd be there. But this idea that, like, you've got to show up for everyone's thing. Yeah. My friends know. My family knows. I can't come to your birthday party or your wedding because I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. I've missed my cousin's birthday every year since she moved out to L.A. Yeah. And it's just, eventually they stop trying. My thing is I can't go to your destination wedding. Even if I don't have a gig, then that means it's the week I'm home. Uh, I'm yes. not coming. I hear I'm you. I'm not flying to whatevs. Except for South of France. I'm going to go to that friends one because I want to go to South of France. Uh, but yes, oh, it is well, that's a lot. different. It's, right. It's not like, oh, the Bahamas. It's South of France. Yeah. Although, yeah. have you ever been? With, yes. To South of France? Yes. Okay. I didn't love it. This I didn't either. Such a I didn't either. Conversation. <laughs> um, I didn't love it. Sandro Pay is not that cool if you don't have a yacht. Yeah, it's a, it's like adjust it's a your town. expectations. I went to um, uh, not Sandro Pay. It's a little bit below Antine. it. I can't remember the name of it. It's like the basic, like I forget the fucking nice? name of it. No, oh, that's in the middle. Sorry, Nice. Uh, oh, okay. okay, Nice. It was that. But okay, so that's above. I don't know where it is. There's somewhere in, there. on that coast. There's Sandro Pay and there's Antibes, which is like where that really famous hotel is. Yes. Uh, Monte Carlo's around there. Yes. Nice was cool. I love, I mean, it was gorgeous to look at. I just thought of, I thought I was going to get this more like tropical lay on the beach, but the beach was just white rocks. It wasn't sand and a lot of elderly naked people. And and it really was a place to like (laughs) drive your cars, like being on the Sunset Strip in a way. Yeah. And then 10 feet over, it looked like, it almost looked pretend. It was so cute, but it it was like, you couldn't believe all the things that were happening that seemed like they were in a movie. But I, yeah, anyway, but. Maybe I'll go, you know, to another part sometime and see. Maybe. Yeah. I do think it's one of those places where, like, look, if you're Jay-Z, like, I get it. But then you're going to have fun anywhere. I remember just being like, we're in a <laughs> beach town. a yacht to you. Yeah. yeah, this cafe au lait is, like, a little expensive. Cat 9 oh. Okay, so our, we differ. Your thing is I don't want to be involved in the gender reveal thing. And my thing is don't waste materials that go into the ocean. Don't be, <laughs> don't be greedy with your gender reveal. Yeah. Don't have a shotgun that goes into a propane tank that lights a tiger on fire. Whatever. Cat9066 says, longtime fan of you both. Thank you. I discovered you years ago listening to Pandora Comedy. Jen, I read your books, and I went through a divorce and had a similar experience, including the weight gain and an interesting younger man experience. There mm. was an emoji there, but it didn't copy. I still cal- I'm still calibrating my own wants versus all the things everyone tells you are best for you. My journey has included extreme downsizing, traveling, sometimes alone, not wanting to purchase a home again, and being childless at 36. There are things that sometimes make those around me worry for me. I'm not living the traditional life by their standards, and it makes them uncomfortable, but I'm living a much happier life. 
How do you deal with those that care pushing what they think is best onto you? Do you have any suggestions for navigating these situations? See, that's why I got divorced because I don't have a family that's like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not why I got divorced. I wasn't really in love, and it's terrible, but I wasn't. Um, I found my husband's family to be this traditional family of, like, expectations. And I actually had to sit down and have a talk with his mom about how I didn't want kids. And I was like, I shouldn't have to have this discussion. Like, it's just – and so I don't come from a family that has those expectations. And my parents, like, they taught me to drive and wash dishes and take care of myself. And then otherwise they were like, I don't fucking know what people should do with their lives. Like, we're from the 30s. Like, they don't know, you know. (laughs) So I think it's like an age thing. And also I'm at a certain age where people, they're not even looking at what I'm doing anymore. Like, I'm completely invisible. to Like, no one cares, you know. No. No, not in a bad way, but they're literally like, you're too old. Like, what are we going to do? Give you, like, they're... Everyone it, the thinks— love, The scrutiny age. You're not 25. What are you going to exactly. do? Exactly. You're a woman over 40. It's like, it's done. It's done. And and also, it's totally different because I'm in show business and I'm on mm-hmm. TV or I write for TV. They think I'm—like, everyone thinks, oh, my, your life must be so amazing. Like, they don't give suggestions, if that makes sense. Right. So I think I'm kind of lucky because I'm in my own weird little capsule, but I really— don't find the only time people say rude shit like that is they're strangers. Yeah. And I deal with it by just going, You're a complete stranger. You're What's totally, your problem? Totally right. Yeah. I don't really. So I would say just suggestions are um, what other people think of you is none of your business. And just ask them, Why is this so important to you? I know you, you think you care about me, but it's like what you're doing is. It's a, it's a personal it's agenda. Fair. Yeah. It's not like your mother, it's someone else. And it's like, Do you really care? Yeah. Most I, people don't care. I just don't. You just have to ignore it. They just have to ignore it. And, uh, you know, but also don't cling too deeply to like, I'm different. You know, maybe totally. you will get married again and have a, in quotes, normal life. Just, you know, roll with it. But I also think a big part of no one questioning you is like you created, you were the architect of your own situation. Yeah. You, I, I don't know where you're from, but you moved, where are you from? Massachusetts. You moved to Hollywood. Yeah. You got a job writing. You made, you wrote your own books. You did your own, like you created that. Yeah. And any of the choices and ramifications, like you stood firmly in them. You weren't like, I don't know, I'm getting a divorce. Maybe I want kids. Like you were like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And so there's an expectation that when you talk to Jen Kirkman, like you're going to get that, like that is who she is because you built that. And to this person, to Cat 9066, you have to create that for yourself. You have to teach people the way to interact with you. Oh, that's brilliant. And you have to... Make it so that if they ask you that, it would be like, why are you asking her? This is what she's doing. Oh, my God. You're so right. You have to train people to see how you want to be seen. Mm -hmm. Because if they're still coming up to you with this blobby energy, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Like, you wouldn't. I always say, like, uh, I wish I was Miranda Priestly in Devil Wears Prada, where she gets on the elevator and people are like, sorry, Miranda, and they run out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just you have to you have to summon that inner. Yeah. Like, don't even fucking come up to me with your bullshit. And I love that thing where you're, you're like, ask them, like, what do you, what is the root of this? Yeah. Because oftentimes, and this is such a girl thing, you will find people are asking you those questions to kind of dig at you a little bit. That might be the crazy in me thing that, but to kind of make you oh, feel, sure, yeah. you know, a little. So it's not always of pure intention, but you go It's out never because it. they're really trying to help. No, they don't. Because no. if you ever said, you know what, let me take you out to coffee and yeah. ask you some questions, but they would be pew, like running for the hills. Yeah. They want to hear, I actually can't, I have a tilted ovary. And, and then they can be like, oh, I'm so, oh, is it my life better? <laughs> I have a tilted whatever, ovary. whatever happens when you can't do things. <laughs> Annie's Wonderland says, you're, you're, you are really great comedians, but if, but if you could be instantly great at something, what would it be? E.g., cooking, dancing, and instrument language as a sport. Thank you for those examples. 
I already know my answer. What's yours? Singing. If I oh, could trade 100%. every ounce of comedic ability I have. 100%. And I could just get on stage and like zone out and like hit those nerds. That and, sounded pretty good. It was okay. And I could just wear like cool outfits. Oh, I know. I know. You're right. I was going to say. I'd just be aloof. I thought I was going to be a ballet dancer when I was growing up. And I can dance, but I can't anymore because it's been so long and it's just my body did. Developed so not into a dancer. So in a way, I want to go back to it all and just be ballerina. But no, you're right. I sing all the time. All the time. I, I, I took singing lessons this year, which was a joy. Oh, fun. And I'm not good at it. I'm like a solid karaoke singer. Yeah. And I have a nice um, range. It's not always in key. But like that real mm-hmm. singing, mm-hmm. like a Lady like Gaga. It out. With the, yeah, with the vibrato and whatever. Those notes that we can, like the, I'm off the, like that oh, part that. where yes. you can't get to it. Don't you, and and look me in the eye yeah. and tell me, don't you secretly think that you might be the best singer in the world? Or, like, top ten? Like, deep down? <laughs> Not top. Well. That you're pretty good. Like, don't I think that about myself. Well, no, like, I, yes, no I secret. I don't, I don't think I'd say top ten, but I'd secretly think that I'm, like, probably should be singing. Because <laughs> even if my voice isn't good, it's unique. And that, I like, probably should be it's just, like, someone's going to find it and go, this is the sound I've been looking for <laughs> my whole life. Like, I, I'm so glad I wasn't one of those Ryan Adams victims. <laughs> this is the sound I've been looking for. Because it's not a good voice. Oh. But, it's, but you know, yeah, and I mean, we already know how to live the life. We know how to be on the road and all that. Yeah, it's, just one little switch over to the next art. I had vocal problems a couple years ago, and I had to go on this vocal rest, and I had to do all these things. And anytime I would... Um, a couple times I'd be out and about with friends at a loud place, and I'd have to leave early because I can't talk. Yeah. And people that didn't know me would go, are you a singer? And I'm like, yeah. no. Yes. Like, so ashamed. Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, maybe this will happen. I mean, how much comedy can we possibly do? Eventually, we'll run out of things to say. Right. And I think maybe there's a tour in there for— Do you want to start a band? I don't know if we could start a band. I'd rather just we each okay. are solo. Okay, so that and we was, can just oh, we can just that was rejection. Sh- no, no, no. It was just because I know how comedians are, and that's why we're not Fair. in bands because we don't want to collaborate. We're not. We're solo sport sportists. Yeah, so we could just open and you know we could just share a bill. As I also can't play an instrument. Oh, me neither. Oh, that's the that's the skill I would want is guitar. Yes, I, and okay, it hurts my fingers. I tried once. It's really hard. Uh, if I could be imbued with the talent to play drums. That oh, is yeah. the one time in my life That's I wouldn't. Cool shit. I wouldn't want it to. I would want to be in the back, just being cool. I don't need to be the front man. Like nope. that would be cool. But I even bought an electric drum kit once. I drum along to things. I try to listen for it. I I, I love drums. That's so cool. I follow girl drummers on Instagram. I could totally see you doing that. Like, right? and you could do that on the side, and yeah. it wouldn't really interrupt anything Maybe on Sundays. But then I have to find a band, like a shitty band that needs like a shitty drummer. Right. Can I just say one, this is a weird showbiz story. Yeah. This is like 12 years ago. My friend used to be in event planning at HBO. And mm-hmm. she was like, I can get you into this Emmys party. And I'm like, great. This maybe was when Entourage was just first on the air. Okay. And they had this giant DJ, you know, playing music all night. But this giant stage, it was at the Pacific Design Center. And a giant drum kit set up. And everyone was like, who's going to come play drums along with the DJ music. Yeah. And it didn't make any sense. And it was Jeremy Piven just sitting up there drumming huh. to music. Does he drum? I guess so. Like, you couldn't... I mean, I think so. It didn't make any sense. 
And we now he's doing him. comedy. I'll send him a DM. <laughs> send him a DM. I will. I'll be like, what was up with that? I don't. I'll never to this day understand like if he was kidding, if it was real. Huh. And, and you know, your memory, like, it, it could have been just one song. To me, it was like I can all answer night. that for you. It was a joke, but to him, it was very real. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. It was supposed to be like, haha, but like this. Uh, my agent is a really good drummer. Like randomly, we all have Weird. these talents that were cultivated in our youth. Yeah. That take like a back seat. And then you're like sitting down with some executive and they're like, yeah, I played D1 lacrosse in college. You're like, what? Yeah. It doesn't so, like me with piano. I can play piano, but oh, so I don't need it for anything. You can play an instrument and you lied to me when oh, I Oh, yeah, asked I guess you. I think of it as not an instrument because it's not like a band. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. All right, well. God, I could have lived in the 1700s. I could have been the entertainment. On the harpsichord. (laughs) Totally. Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie. And I'm Ashley Flowers, the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available. And each Monday, we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. Uh, Liv underscore Reese 20. What is a random memory you have of a middle slash high school, of middle slash high school, that for whatever reason you can't seem to forget? Side note, absolutely love you and your podcast never fails to cheer me up. Okay, I don't know. I'm hoping that was for me. It might be for you. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, whatever reason. I have a lot of those. Well, do, I don't know what she means by random. I mean, I've all, every memory I have at this point is random because what do I still need it for? That's fair. That's a very scientific way to look at it. I know. I didn't even mean to. We'll go random in terms of like, it's not necessarily like, it was my first kiss. Right. More random, like, why am I remembering this? Okay, there was this girl, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, we had like the busing in, like kids from the inner city bust them into our white suburb. Mm-hmm. And she was very aware that the white boys were freaked out by black girls. Okay. And she would taught me all about that. And she would be like, it's just a feeling. They don't even know why they feel that way. And so she'd go, look at, and so she'd go, look, watch, watch Owen. And she'd go. Owen. Yeah. So there's this kid named Owen. He was just like, the. And she <laughs> she sat in front of me and she'd go, Jen, watch. And she'd go, Owen. <laughs> Owen. And he'd look at her and she'd go, and he would freak out. <laughs> and then she'd turn back to me and go, it's because I'm black. Oh, my God. I think about this. I just hear, She Owen. was right. I mean, it totally was right. Oh, my God. But I don't think of it, like, for all the, like, sociopolitical reasons. I just hear, Owen, Owen. in my head all the time. I love that. It's so funny. She was so ahead of her time. <laughs> she really was. But also, like, deeply in her own time. Uh, okay, <laughs> mine, this had nothing, this... This is so sad because this memory, I put this in a screenplay. I have held on to this memory because I was like, what was, like, to the universe, I'm like, why did I see this? There was a boy in my grade, but he dated this girl who was the grade above us. Um, we'll call her Mary. And she was really cool. She had, like, a nose ring. She was cool. Whoa. We were on lacrosse together. She was cool. Everybody liked her. She yeah. was cool. And Lucas was cool. Like, in a, like, he was the kid that, like, Got all A's and his parents, like, let him do whatever. Yeah. Because he was, like, an adult. I love those two combinations. Like, yes. you're allowed to do whatever, but you're getting all A's. I love totally. it. Totally. You're like, oh, I trust you. Um, And we were on the improv troupe together. And anyways, they dated. And th- she was a year older. And I remember nobody really had a conversation about stress in my school. Like, mental health wasn't a conversation. Mm. Looking back, there were people who, like, definitely weren't, you know. But, like, it just wasn't. Yeah, totally We were all so not. fucking busy with homework. 
And I just remember I looked over <laughs> and she was, I think, applying to colleges or whatever. And she was just like perfect and like lean against the locker. And she and he was like holding her face and he was like, she goes, I'm just such a mess. Which for like a teenager to like think that is so like, oh, what's I never thought I was a mess. I'm like, I got it. I've handled it. What's oh, wrong with that? Interesting. One? Yeah, she, I don't even remember. And she goes, I'm such a mess. And he <gasps> grabbed her face like with his hands and he like nuzzled and he was like, I think he said something like, you're like, you're a lot of things, but you're not a mess. And it was like such adult speak. Yeah. And like I always wanted a boy to say that to me. Oh my God, that's such a movie moment. You're not a mess. And then I waited my whole life. And I would force that moment. I'd, like, say it as an adult. Like, I'm such a mess. Hoping a boy would, like, we do this as girls. We, like, create these moments. Yeah. And I had an ex-boyfriend who was like, you're not a mess. You're a monster, but you're not a mess. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we write a script that no one, we write a play no one else knows they're in. That's exactly right. But now, is the the thing that you put in your screenplay. It was in my book. I just remember, that's where I wrote it. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's out there. And so you had both moments in there. Yeah. Because I would love to see a movie where we see the young you looking at that happened, and then we see you in an adult relationship five years later trying to Aww. do that. It's so funny. I would love to see, we see these beautiful people at that moment, and mm. then we reverse shot, and it just me sitting there watching them with a backpack. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm here for this. <laughs> I'll see you in I'd class. love to know what she's doing now, if she is indeed a mess. No, she wasn't a mess. She was never, that was the other thing. Oh. She, we as women are taught to say we're messes. Yeah. She probably just like had an essay that was late. I'm sure she's like the president of something. But important. I just have to say, it's a pretty balls out move to, to say, I'm a mess and think that's going to work out. Because a lot of people be like, that's fucking scary and run away. Like she picked the one person that knew how to respond to that. He loved her. She was so hot. Everything was fine for them. (laughs) I also have this weird memory of we won like a lacrosse game and we lifted up the cooler to like douse our coach. Mm. And we didn't lift it up high enough and it was filled with liquid and we smacked her in the head with it. And I just remember her hand (laughs) shaking (laughs) to like touch the the back of her head it was this like special moment that should have been great but we like almost killed her <laughs> and like the tempo just changed anyway oh wait i just thought of one yeah. more thing this is so specific to my um age group were you I, you would have been alive for this but you might not have been paying attention okay. to this thing called the whisper 2000 what is that okay it looks like a wa- it is basically a walkman and you put the headphones on and you it's for people who are hard of hearing at a restaurant. Oh, and they could like would amplify could, it, amplify. <laughs> but in the there were these late night TV ads for them, and they were so stupid. And it was like a guy wearing this thing. It's like totally inconvenient looking Walkman, and but it it would show like from far away him hearing something. Yeah, and it would show things that like you know they overheard someone at a yes. restaurant. Anyway, so there Wait, was this, was it the one where the girl was like like they overheard a woman going like she looks great what's she doing I'm like no one's whispering she looks great. No and there was one that's like she doesn't want to leave him but she has to. There was oh. there was oh well, no that was about a movie. Anyway, so there was this kid Craig he was like a dumb jock like literally the stereotype and there was this guy Adam who uh used to sit all the way across the room and Craig was always trying to make his friend Buddy laugh and he'd go Buddy watch this and then he would whisper Adam Skolnick's name, and he'd go, Skull. <laughs> and Skolnick would turn around and go, what? And he'd go, Skolnick's got a whisper 2,000. <laughs> was, I hear that in my head. I love that. Every day, Skolnick's got a whisper 2,000. We can keep the names in because I didn't, he They might knows. be dead. I know he runs a successful business in, oh, out, outside of somewhere. Yeah, and also that's a nice memory. It's, it's a not good like story. a shitty memory. No. Kendra underscore Marie underscore Mouse. A question for both. What's a good song that helps you get motivated or makes you get pumped up for the day? I'm not really like a get. <laughs> like this is my fight song. 
Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I really. It just depends. I don't really have. Uh, also, as comics, we get pumped up for the night. Exactly. Right. And I do make my own pre-show playlist for every show. I like to, uh-huh. but it's always music that, like, I'm sure my audience is like, what is this? It's like, you know, there's one song I love. I'm hesitant to even say it because I don't want to get fucking. Listen, I don't like the band Rush. It's never going to happen. But I like one of their songs so much. (laughs) It's never going to (laughs) happen. Okay. I know I'm not saying this to you, but I like one of their songs so fucking much that it, I bet I like that one song more than their fans who like all their songs. Whoa. Like, I don't even know. But anyway, I, I, the spirit of radio, I've played that while driving a lot. How does the chorus go? I prefer if you just sing it because I don't, we don't have the rights to a I don't know what, I don't know what, how it goes. Um, What? The chorus. Well, it's a. It's like hard. They barely. It's like well, to the spirit of music. Like begin the day with a friendly <laughs> voice, and it's it's. But it has like good drum stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, this is what I mean. It's not catchy. It, people who like it love. But every time I, I think I've said this once before, and I've gotten no, no, no. But you have to hear this. No, no. I'm like yeah. guys. It's not. It's a weird connection I have with this song. It's primal. Yeah. It's from another planet. I don't know why I like it. That's my thing. I am a like a buffet, like a la carte songs. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a Kansas fan, but I like that dust in the you wind. Ninety nine cents it up. Right I do. There. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I don't have great taste either. I am a big EDM fan, which nobody Whoa, wants to hear nobody about. Nobody is. No, I know. Except for like a lot Except of people. For the, in all the Europe people that are in like Turkey. Now, do you listen to it in your car? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I tend to. I'm. Uh, I still listen to the radio. In my car. Because I always think it's weird when people listen to that kind of music in their car. I always feel like, go, what go, can you go. do with that? No, it's too much. Uh, but I listen to it in my bathroom and when I'm getting ready and I have a little playlist. Oh, well, that's cool. And I have, and I follow them. So that's not embarrassing, but people shit on it and Is it, they're wrong. It's a, not just one, It's a type of music, right? So there's many bands you could it's get like into. It's electric dance music. So, yeah, there's so many sub-genres. Got it. We had Cruella on here and they have some songs that you probably know. And it's just like... I don't. There's no way. I don't even like, know who Krella is. No, you, but the songs are like... If I sang you the songs, you'd be like, oh, I've heard that. So like just in, on, on the radio, whatever. Yeah. But anyways, I enjoy that. I enjoy fast beats, hamster voices, and lyrics about <laughs> dancing till dawn and like fighting for love. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like there's this one song that's like... I think it's by like... It's like... Burp, 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 burp. I'm gonna fight for you. I don't know what they're talking about. But it sounds like it's about taking ecstasy and, like, being up. Do you think you could collaborate with one of these? Because that yes. sounded great. Yes. That's all I want. And I was— How I, is that not going to happen? I, I was hoping Cruella would organically say it when they came to visit. But, like, I follow—I'm hoping someone will be, like— mm. Even remember that song that was, like, I'm with the DJ. Or, no, what was that one? Uh, Chainsmokers had that one. It was like, she's so short. How did she even get in here? Like, just to do a right, voice. you could do that. Yeah. Anyway, that's my wish. I think it's, I think now we take it from, I wish someone would ask, and you gotta, you've gotta ask that of the universe. I'm putting this in my vision board for you. You must know someone. I don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> Trundle Troll. Remember Trundle Beds? Remember? It was like the bed that was in the couch. Oh, yeah. No, the bed that was under bed the bed. Bed under a bed, yeah. It was a bed under a bed. Bed under a bed, yeah. I never had anything fun like that. Oh. I don't think they're fun. I had a small twin bed. Like I was in the military my whole childhood. I never had a <laughs> No, I had bed. a small single bed too. We don't you don't need but because of that, I never had a big one. I now sleep in small spaces. Yeah. I won't move to yeah. any, I one part of the bed. So all you like kids that got spoiled with like a queen size bed. That my mother was like, that's absurd. Absurd. Like, she thought it was like 
so luxurious, uh, extravagant, and just crazy. And she thought it made people have sex. <laughs> if there's all that room in the bed awesome. and a boy oh. comes over. Because room is what prevents people and yeah. encourages them. Yeah. Some guy comes over, look at all this room in this house where I could be <laughs> fucking in all these corners. Uh, it's something that is too luxurious, but I might give it to my kid. Oh, I would totally do that if I had a kid. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Power move. Trundle Trolls. I like that name, Trundle Troll. Power move. What's the biggest one you've made? I love the way they ask that question. Power move. What's the biggest one you've made and the biggest one you've seen from someone else? Ooh, that's a good one. God, I don't fucking know a power move I've made. Could um, just be switching agencies. Could be oh, cool outfit. You I know, did like- switch agencies. It was a nasty power move, too. Ooh. Do tell. It was, like, not that nice. Fuck them. It was um, a long time ago, and I was with one agency. And, Say the name. Uh, they don't have feelings. Oh, no, APA. APA agency. I left them as well, so don't feel bad. And I wanted an across-the-boards agent, you mm. know, for people listening. Um, I wanted an agency that I could have a book agent, a writing agent, an acting agent, and a stand-up agent. Vertically integrated representation. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they can pack. So... If you write a pilot about your stand-up, then we get a book deal. You know, all that shit. Right. So the APA people were just uh, just finding out about me and wanted to represent me for writing. But I already had a writing job. So this guy, these t- TV writers were watching my stand-up, and they wanted to invite me to write on their sitcom. And they contacted APA, who had been my agent for, like, one hot minute. Mm-hmm. And they uh, so they contact them. APA calls me. They're like, NBC wants to meet with you. Okay, so I get the job without even a script because that's what the position was. It was for a funny person to come in and talk about being young and married, and they wanted my point of view. They, did, they already had all the old dog sitcom writers. They right. wanted someone not based on a script. But my agent said to me a couple times, what did you do at that lunch? Like joking, but kind of implying that it was like a sexual crush thing. Ew. And it was it was like funny, but not. And mm. also like it totally wasn't that situation at all. Also, who fucks at lunch? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, they're like, they must have a crush on you. I'm like, or my stand-up's really good. And they saw it and I f- had an awesome lunch because I'm like. Really good at what I do. Like smart person who's yeah. funny. And so anyway, we went out for drinks that night to celebrate. And I was writing at Chelsea Lately at the time. And I decided to leave to write on a sitcom. And the minute CAA found out that I got this job, they wanted to take me. And so as I'm at dinner with the APA, I'm, like, getting emails from our mutual manager, Kara. And I'm, like, she's, like, CAA, like, wants to sign you. You just have to take a meeting. I'm, like, I'm literally toasting. Can I do that? Can I, like, walk away? And she's, like, yeah, you could do whatever. And I was, like, I can. And then she's, like, so I decided to – they had – they were offering me so much more that they actually delivered on, you know. So anyway, I had the meeting with them. I'm like, I do. I'm like, I just went out the night before with these people. And Kara was like, well, one of my jobs as manager is I can fire agents for you. I was like, you can? And I was like, fire them for me. And I made her do it. Yeah. And Kara I would love like, to do it, I'm sure. She was like, oh, my God, they're yelling at me. They're hanging up on me. It was <laughs> it was not good. I made up with everybody later. But I guess that was a – it was actually not a power move. It's like a pussy move. Had that person not said the thing about, like, what would you do with that lunch – do you think you would have... No, I still would have left because okay. they just didn't have what I wanted. Interesting. But at the time, instead of like... I just thought like, you know what? I think it was a good decision anyway because I feel like that little joke... I don't think they really understand how things work. That like you actually can get jobs based on a lunch. 
And right. it should be encouraging that, not like making me feel weird about it. Absolutely. That is a power move. It's also like, oh, this budding relationship. Bye. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm probably had more in my life, but I can't think of Think them. about it. Think about it while I tell mine. Okay. And I don't know what power move I've seen. I mean, I feel like power moves are made in the dark. <laughs> oh, that's great. Don't you think? What, what have I fucking sh- seen? I don't think I've seen it. It's like some back office, like fire him, send the wife a fruit basket, tell yeah, her I exactly. fucked her anyway. Uh I this is not a power. I've got two, but I had this agent who was a high functioning monkey, <laughs> and he it, it, there was a gap in my career where I didn't work because he forgot to book me. He was oh a moron. Pretty sure he works at CAA now, but he was a moron. And I fought. I didn't, and Kara did me that favor, and we left him to go to APA. This was forever ago, and I like, fired him while I was like in the air. From coming home from the Tonight Show, landed at LAX. She picked me up. We went to APA, signed in the room. Love it. APA, I dropped with no conversation whatsoever when my show got canceled, and no one ever talked to me again. <laughs> but my power move is this. Long story short, and some of you know this, some of you may not. Some people say, "How did you come to find a feral cat such as Emily, as your intrepid assistant who also dwells in your basement?" I had a podcast that you <laughs> were on. You were on it. At yeah. The, mm. But you weren't on the one at the Laugh Factory. You were on the one at the Improv. improv, Yeah. Right. I had a podcast at the Laugh Factory. I went to the owner of the Laugh Factory. I said, I want to do a podcast up in your, like, attic. Mm -hmm. I want to work hard so that it becomes popular and I can do live tapings. That's all I wanted. I didn't know that podcasts could have sponsors or anything. This was all me by myself. Yeah. And I booked celebrity guests. I got, like, Jay Leno, Diablo Cody, like, Lance Bass, like, anyone that I could reach. Yeah. They came and I did it all myself. There was a girl that worked at the Laugh Factory named Emily. And we hadn't really talked. She was a fan of mine. And she would bring over some of, like, the pillow that we'd sit on. And she was just kind of part of it. But I never really talked to her. And a friend of mine, who we're not friends because it turns out that person was a psychopath, asked me, do do you want to come to the improv? We will get you sponsors. We will help you book it. We'll give you all the things that you wanted, much like your thing with CAA. Yeah. We'll give everything. I said, okay, sure. So I call up the owner of the Laugh Factory. I say, hey, I'm leaving. It's not like we were making money. Yeah. I'm going to go to the, uh, to the improv, to their, com- I said the comedy channel, it's called like Mad Dog or something. He goes, absolutely, go ahead. A couple hours later, he calls me screaming. He's like, you didn't tell me it was the improv, that it was Levity, which is the company that owns all the improvs. Oh, yeah, yeah. You never said that. And I was like, oh, I didn't think to say it. This is not a competition thing. It's whatever. Hangs up on me. Takes my name off the website for the Laugh Factory. I am persona non grata. All my spots are gone forever. I am banned from the Laugh Factory. This was a couple years ago. And I was so hurt because I pride myself. Like, people might not like me. But that's because they're jealous. I'm not mean to anyone. I am a good employee. Yeah. And I was so hurt because I pride myself on being a paid regular at all three clubs and moving with impunity <laughs> that to sucks. all of them. So I got upset. And I called the Laugh Factory. And I called the woman that worked there. And I was like, did no one stand up for me? Of course not. It's women. We don't do that for each other. Yeah. Did no one stand up for me? I'm always on time. I'm always kind to the staff. I make you guys cookies. Like, did no one say anything? She goes, you know, we just think the owner's really stressed out lately because a lot of people are leaving. And I said, oh, so who's left? Yeah. Yeah. She goes, well, Emily's here in our office. And I was like, what? I'm telling a story of how I got you. And I go, give me Emily's number. And I called Emily. And I said, hey, Emily, it's Eliza Schlesinger. I will give you $30,000 to walk out of the Laugh Factory today. <laughs> what? And come work for me. I made up the number. I don't know how much people are supposed to make. And she goes, ah, oh, I've always been such a fan. I've always wanted to work for you. Do you is it because you like me or because you just want to screw over him? And I was like, I don't know. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. You have till noon. <laughs> She's like, I got to talk to my family. So she yeah, went yeah. to talk to her family. 
And then, like, the next week she started. That's amazing. So I stole And his they had yet boy. another person leave. Yeah. Are you still on the outs with them? I've been recently told, I've been informed that I'm allowed back. Oh, I good. don't care. Yeah, of course not. I might go if I'm bored, but it's not. It's just nice to know that, like, okay, I've got that standing because it's annoying in your own head yeah. to have this. It's a shitty feeling. And and they would never do it to Dane Cook. You they know? did. Oh, they did? He, oh, okay. They make a habit of banning comics that are worth something. There's something wrong over there. Okay, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a guy. It's very weird, but that was my power. Like, I'm not like, let me see fuck people over, but I was like, what can I do? Yeah. I'll take your last good employee, you motherfucker. I love that. Thank you. And now I have a Now when I'm going to take Emily. I'll give you oh! $40,000 and tell them. walk out of here. <laughs> chime in. Tell them that I've paid you more since. Tell them. Yeah, but I do want to clarify the 30000 was for the year. It wasn't a lump escape sum. Oh, yeah. It was like as a salary for the year. Oh, yeah. mine is just 40 right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just walk out. <laughs> it's tacky to say the number, but it's also baller to be like, I got it's it. It's baller to just give a number. Yeah, any number. You would have left for like. You with you were with people at like breakfast and I had to come meet you. I was with my friend Andreana. I was like, I'm at King's Road Cafe. Come on down if you have any questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down here signing checks. Here. Get oh, over here. I'm just here in my pajamas waiting for something to do. <laughs> So that was That's mine. amazing. Okay, I'm glad I asked that question. All right, here's a question. Yeah. Some of these are hard because, like, like Tracy R. says, what's your least favorite expression? I should have forwarded you these questions ahead of time because I'm just—that's a tough one. I hate hella. Oh, I love that. Okay, I love that you said that. Okay, great. It, 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 I don't, Tell me. Why? I just—it just don't relate. It's not a thing I'd ever heard until I moved to the West Coast. I know it's like a, a Northern California thing. I just yeah. think it sounds stupid. I'm from Boston. We say wicked. We say this. I know we sound stupid. I think that's... I, I literally... People's intelligence in my mind goes down when I hear it. And it makes no sense because I say like all the time and I oh. have no vi- vocabulary at all. I, 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 I can't. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Hella. That one doesn't... I don't mind a little acute colloquialism. Uh, I'm trying to think of something. Obviously, there's mispronunciations. Uh, yeah. You're asking for expressions. I don't say the word bitch a lot. It takes a lot for me to be like, because she's a fucking bitch. Mm. I don't like the C word. You said it earlier. Oh which yeah, it's hilarious when other people do yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. I say cunty a lot. Sometimes I don't usually say that person's it. a cunt, but I'm like that was cunty of me. Right. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Least favorite expression. I don't know. I think we all know that I don't like things like yummy, yummy in my tummy. Ew. <laughs> so upsetting. Anonymous. There's a guy at my work who is. Kind of crossed the line. Nothing major, just a little too comfortable in his interactions with me. Most notably, a lot of sexually suggestive memes and putting his hand on my knee. That's crossing the line. While he was sitting next to me. And no, it wasn't an accident. He left it there for like a minute. I don't really want to report him to HR, but how do I politely and firmly tell him to fuck off? Hope this was enough details. Yes, it was a naughty mouse. I know that HR feeling, because I've worked at, like, real jobs, and, like, honestly, they're never that helpful. Oh, is that what it is? I think so. It's, like, then they have to start this, like, formal investigation, and it's a big deal. But it's kind of what they're there for. I don't know. I would tell HR. It's just such a girl. It's such a woman problem that, like, you're like, but I don't want to cause a whole thing. Yeah. Because the thing that they're doing is bigger, technically, than the thing he did, but... They're there for those things. That's an uncomfortable work environment. Yeah. Whether or not you think it's fine or you can handle it, what if he does it to someone else and then they don't? No. You know. He's got to be stopped. Here's the other. He's got to be stopped. (laughs) I don't know. Like, obviously, this guy's choosing or incapable of picking up on cues. Like, he might be thinking, like, this is how you flirt with a girl. Yeah. And if you put up with it, 
he's thinking like, oh, this is working. Yeah. So it might, it, there's a there's a Hail Mary chance that if you say to him, like, I don't like it. I do, and that's, that's an awkward conversation. He might be like, yeah. oh, I'm an idiot. I had no idea. Yeah. He probably is just a shitty person and that won't help. Yep. But you really, we have to take the stigma away from like, you're not a tattletale. You're not making things difficult. Like, you're at work. Yeah. And he's, he's comfortable doing that. Yeah, you're right. She you should go. say something to him directly at first if it doesn't stop HR. Which would be really hard. I don't know what I would say. I oh, I walk around all the time. When a dude insults me, I'm like, I know you want to fuck. It's never happening. Like, in my Instagrams. <laughs> like, when some guy's shitty, I'm like, we're never fucking. So move on to That's another page. That's a great thing to say. That's the only reason men harass you. You should know this girl's listening. There are sometimes political things. We're like, I disagree. You're a libtard. They still want to fuck you, st- you want to fuck me. Yeah. You just do. I don't have to be that hot. I know that's what this is about. That's why you started following me initially. Yep. The men that follow me for my comedy aren't the ones harassing me. Nope. 100%. You want to fuck. I don't want to fuck you. It's never going to happen. You have a gross dick. So. so that being said, I, so being I saw said. somebody tagged me in something on, on the Instagram questions, and I saw a guy ask a shitty question, and I was like, go fuck yourself, and I'm going to answer his question right now. Go ahead. He said... For me to get on the this best- is a baller move. He said, "For me to get on the bestseller list, did I have my publishing company buy all the books?" So I want to explain to this little cunt that asked this question, male cunt. My bestseller list was so unimpressive. It was one fucking week. It was the first week the book came out. I was on the show Chelsea lately at the time. She's a New York Times bestseller, five books. Mm-hmm. To get on her show is the goal of any author. If she promotes your book her audience of 900,000 people watching will buy it. Um, And by 900,000 people, I mean 9,000 people will buy your book. Like, it's a 10% of whatever, you know. Uh, She said, buy Jen's book. It's out today. And I got on for one week, and it was, like, number the lowest number you can be on. And that's it. And I never made a giant profit from that book at all. People think you're like a millionaire because you're mm-hmm. on the list. You're not. And my second book didn't get on. So whatever his little, like I'm bawling him out or baller moving him by telling him how not successful the thing ultimately was. But that's sort of like that that misconception that I'm so tired of hearing from people like, oh, you're just out of touch and right. like millions of dollars in a mansion. I'm like, no, that's not how art always works like sometimes we make a lot of money sometimes we don't it's never on the things you think that we're making money or not making money on well also it's like oh I'm sorry you fucking troglodyte that like I have to explain to you the way the world works and an industry you know nothing about right now people do of course have their publishing companies buy all the books do they? Like a Bill O'Reilly. Like, didn't do that. No, I think it's more like uh, if you have, it's like a right, like a political books, like whatever pack they're working for buys them up and then sells them. So they we buy them at once. You at get on one the venue. List. The book came with the ticket. But I still didn't make the New York Times bestseller list. It's so hard. You have to be like Bill O'Reilly. It is really hard. Or you have to be that lightning in a bottle one week that Chelsea held my book up and then that yeah. was it. But also it's like he's bothering you because he's jealous of and course. wants to fuck you. That's right. That's it. It's not a genuine. He wants to be like, I know how this works. And it's like, you actually don't. And I love telling you that you don't because you don't know anything. What's his handle? Oh, I don't know. I just saw the comment and I wrote back and then I deleted it. And I was like, I'll I'll, I'll address this on here. I love that, that you saved that in your revenge pocket. You do. I feel like a psycho right now. And I just called one of your listeners a cunty man. He's not listening. That guy just came on. He saw someone famous on my feed. He's not a fan. He's a troll. You don't think he listens to your podcast? Who cares? That was more of a power move than Piven setting up his drum kit at brunch or whatever. But um bum. If this a Piven at brunch. Um, Meggers, Jen, 
I love your work so much. I'm reading I can barely take care of myself and identify so much with it. Do many of your fans feel like they know you because they read your work and watch your stand-up? Is that a problem? Have you ever had to lay hard boundaries with a fan? That's yeah. a good one. And if so, was it difficult? I realize this sounds like I might be trying to see how hard it is to stalk you, but really, I'm just curious about how sharing your ideas with the world has changed the way you interact with the world. I saved that one for you because I thought would be a good one. Yeah, I have had to set boundaries that people don't know I've set. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. there's... Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I can't really say it on air because they might be listening. But there's there's people that I know they're there and I – there's like legit stalkers, I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. So, you know, I might not do a meet and greet at a certain show because of this stalker or I might pretend there isn't one and they get them out or something like that. Um, but boundaries, weirdly – when people love you so much, I feel like a lot of my fans don't get the kind of self-deprecating humor. Like, I grew up on Howard Stern, and he self-deprecates as though he's not successful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he's like, how hard do I have to work? And I've got to get up at 6 in the morning. And I will say stuff about being on the road. Like, I, people get too close and they start to worry for you, almost like in a way that my parents don't even. And I'll say something like, um, I had this one bad city a couple years ago that just like I could not fucking pull teeth to get people to yeah. come to my show in Detroit. I could not. It was like just it wasn't it still wasn't like a failure, but it was like small. And I was like, this was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And so I'll sometimes reference something like that. And people will say like or when people go come to whatever city, I know a good place you can perform. And I'm like, no, no, I've. Yeah, I've played that city for 10 years. Like, I have a play. You know, or, someone will get me a place. I don't need you. Yeah, I have an agent. Like, no one, like, where is this idea coming from that things aren't like, going well? Girl. Or, like, I need help. Or, or, like, let me buy you dinner while you're here. I don't know. Just stuff like that where I've oh. had to set boundaries. Like, guys, I've, I'm not coming to town for, like, to hang out or be best friends. Like, I know I'm personable on my podcast and whatever, but I don't need advice. I don't know. Sometimes it just hmm. blows back in my face. If I see it like that. I see it as more, like, I don't, I mean, obviously you're entitled to yeah. that. Because I get that as well. Like, come over, we'll cook you dinner. No, that, I guess I don't mean that one so much. Because I know that's pretty normal. And I think they just want you to come to their city and they don't know how booking works. Yeah, exactly. But I will have, like, comments um, uh, from, like, I'll get emails from people with my podcast. And this one girl, okay, this is what happened. I had to, had to set a heart boundary with this. This is okay. a better example. Every year at the Hollywood Improv, I do a Christmas show. And it's not stand-up. And I host, and it's silly, and there's weird little, like, sketches I write, and it's, Mm -hmm. I sing along to an Elvis song, and it's dumb. Okay. And, but it's not stand-up, and it would never be something I would want anyone who uh, was scouting me, which is not a thing that would happen anymore, but, like, to come see. (laughs) So there's this girl that just really wants me to be famous, and she doesn't, she wants me to be, like, huge, huge, huge. And so... She's been, like, worrying all on her own behind the scenes, it seemed like. And she sent me this email that was like, my friend is coming to your show at Christmas, and I'm so excited. And I don't know. I just barely read it. I was like, okay. It was, like, to my podcast email. And then she wrote back again a week later. I'm so sorry. My friend knows Russell Brand, and I was so excited for her to come to your show because she's really big in that comedy industry, and she can help you. And I know once she sees you, she'll make you a big star, but she can't come that night, and I'm really, really sorry I let you down. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. And I had to send an email that was like, 
That's not how anything works. Right. I also know Russell Brand. Trust me. Like, that's not the key. <laughs> that's not the key. There is no thing. Yeah. I have work that's out there that if one billion people find it, that'll change my life. It exists. It's on Netflix. There's my books. It's just I'm not huge. So I didn't know what to tell you. There's no woman coming to like. Right. And I was just like, do you see how this could be a little insulting? Like I kind of let you guys into oh. my world and now you're worried about my achievement or whatever. And I just said, I, please don't take the liberty of inviting people that if someone really was that important, please don't take the liberty of inviting them to a show to scout me. <laughs> like, it was just weird. I don't know how to explain it. It just really... Well, especially for a show that's not reflective of your work. You're mm-hmm. like, this is my fun, let your hair down goof show. Yeah, I was like, this is my end of the year silly show. We give the money to, you know, various yeah. charity and we have a book drive. It's silly. It's not... Anyway, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it really... I felt like I'm getting too close with these people on my podcast. Like, I can't share my ups and downs. I, ha- I feel like I should keep more of a... Uh, facade or, or whatever if that makes sense because they well but that's so but that's not who you are no I'm not like that either no and then people I see I'm the I go opposite I find it touching I also just sometimes just don't write back to people I'm just I'm I sure never don't. ever oh. ever do unless this is the worst part unless it's something like that and I'm like that's the opposite I should I should write back or I read it on air usually yeah. but I was like this I can't even take right now I have to write it's it's interesting you know, we we so freely as, I guess, extroverts uh, to a degree share things. Like, yeah. it doesn't hurt me to say, like, I farted and slipped in the shower. Like, I'm not trying to portray that I'm this impenetrable, like, artist model, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is part of our gift and part of what we like to share. And it's actually always interesting to me what people lock into. Yeah. What they remember. I didn't post anything yesterday. I was writing for so many hours. You know, I... At like 10 o'clock, got down, I got on my couch and I was checking Instagram and someone wrote, you haven't posted anything all day. That's not like you. Are you okay? Oh, it was sweet, but it's also but it's like, like, dude. And I I think that the, one of the toughest parts about being successful and being an artist is you have to be the one as crazy as we are. Yeah. To separate like ill intent from malintent from genuine kindness. Like, that girl yeah, was yeah, yeah. meaning something totally sweet. Totally nice. Yeah. But the other version of that is like, yeah, I don't owe you a post all the time because you always give stuff to people and then they're like, you stopped giving it to me. Right, exactly. So I wasn't mad. I was just like, okay, here's a picture But of it's me. just <laughs> weird to notice. Yeah, where yeah. you're like, oh, wow, people are thinking about me and I'm going about my life Isn't kind of. Great? Oh, you love it. I love it. Do you know I'm really horrible? I'm like, as long as they're buying stuff... <laughs> At least you're honest. Well, there's that. There is, oh, I support you. I'm like, well, you show support by engaging and buying a ticket. Yeah. The amount of people, I will give out free tickets if I happen to check a DM. And by the way, I don't read all of them. Emily reads some. Sometimes they don't get read. And you have something genuine. Not, I'm a poor student. I get that a lot. I get a lot of that. Yeah. I get a lot of, here's who's sick. And I'm, I always think, are you telling the truth? Yeah. But sometimes you get, like, my daughter had her face removed. <laughs> We're coming to see. If you tell me you're coming to see me yeah. already, I will give you VIP. It's when people, yeah. you can tell they want something. And it's just like, I can't always give this out. No. This I is, have, like, my living. And I have yeah. friends who are like, we want to support. Do you have free tickets? I'm like, I don't need your support. Yeah, you don't need that kind of support of, yeah. like, bodies in the seats. I don't need like, a friend. It'll body. Sell out. Yeah. A friend body. I don't need a friend body. I think we have time for one more question, yeah. right, Emily? No, we don't? Okay, fine. All right. Everybody's got advice about Oh, em- shit. Yeah, I have to go to the doctor. What kind of doctor are you going to? My um, otolaryngologist. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like 
just a voice checkup and a. Can I tell you my last memory of? Okay, we're gonna go my last because I don't ever see you. Yeah. We don't like ever see each other. My last memory of you is we were both in that L Women in Comedy um, like photo shoot. Oh yeah. And you, we were like all dressed. And everybody was acting crazy. People were just like, that day was not trying to out funny each other. And I remember I stood still. I was like, I'm going to look thin and perfect. And I am not going to be difficult for this photographer. And everyone, and you were late because you were coming from a plane. I was coming from Australia. You were coming from Australia and you came, not running in, but you came in and you had under eye, uh, I think like patches under your eyes. Yeah, yeah. And you came in with all your shit and you're like, and I remember we had to wait a little bit to like get you all ready. And I remember thinking, Talk about move. I was like, that's a fucking move. I just came in from Australia. <laughs> I've got, and I wear those things out in public now because I saw you do it. Yeah, no I shame. I wear them in a hotel. No shame. And I was like, that's what I want. I want to be late because I came from something bigger. Well, do you know what, though? I was actually really self-conscious about it because there's a, bad. one girl there that hates me. And I, I she, write it down. yeah, she's really like used to actively try to destroy my life. Um, and I said to my manager, I don't want to be late for this. Like, I can't come. We can't change the flight. I, I had been in Australia for six weeks. I was like, it's fine if I miss it. And she's like, no, you'll just be one of the last ones they make up. I'm like, they yeah. say that, but it doesn't, it's going to, people are going to be waiting. She's like, they said it's fine. I'm like, okay. So I felt so self-conscious. Oh. And so I was like trying to do everything I could to like make it go faster. It did this. go fast. I was, I, there was not. A, because I already knew you, but yeah. I don't really know you, but there was no vibe of like, you're waiting for me, hookers. No, Because no. you were, there was a humility to it, but I remember thinking like, yeah, none of us came from something cooler. We all oh, came from so our nice. houses. Well, I remember putting my outfit on in the airport. I had this like jeans onesie. Yeah. And they were like, we picked an outfit for you. I was like, no, no. I was like, stop it. I'm not trying anything on. And I also, I'm bloated from six weeks of being away, not working out and off a flight. I'm like... Right. I, I know, what, I know will, what I'm doing. Will make me seem thin and it's this and please don't give me whatever you're about to hand me. But I was seriously trying to tamp it down because I was so worried oh about God. this girl. No, you didn't come with I just remember thinking like yeah, yeah, what yeah. a move. I want to blow in looking. I guess that right, cool. that is my power move. It was cool. I'm off a plane. Because you didn't come off as a bitch. You just came off like I'm trying the best I can. I'm it was that. It was I'm so busy that I am trying versus like an America's sweetheart. Yeah. I didn't but yeah. <laughs> it was that was my last memory of you. Aw. So it's a good I'm one. I like being remembered with those eye things on. I now am full sheet mask on a plane. Full sheet mask. You don't have any under eye wrinkles. I'm looking at you. I've been looking at you. You must have like Native American skin or something. Well, can I show you a picture of my mom? This will, this will, I carry this at the ready because people tell me I look like my forehead. You can tell I'm old. Well, you've got bangs. Um, we're getting off. We're complimenting each other. Yeah, hang on. Like, I just, I, you just have to see this picture of my mom because then you'll be like, oh my God, I totally get it. That's my mom two weeks ago. No filter. She's 80. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah. I've had, you know, I get like laser, like hot, you know that V-beam? Have you heard of that? No, but I get lasers. Yeah, I get laser to just like take away any like. A little bit. So like age, like I think they're age spots because it's like, why do I have a freckle suddenly at this age? Oh. And my well, you don't have, your skin doesn't freckle. Mine does. You have like that kind of skin. Well, that's what I mean. So when I see one, I'm like, that's not a freckle. This is something else going to. And else. I said to my dermatologist, this is an age spot. Can you remove it? He goes, it's not an age spot. He goes, now you probably burned your skin maybe 30 years ago and it's just showing up. Mm. I'm like, because I'm old. It's an age spot. That's why. And he goes, oh, I guess so. I never thought about that way. I'm like, get rid of it. Get real. All right. All right. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, our only segment. Top of the cop. Just a top with a cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Was that you? That was me. Yeah, uh, see, this is great. See? Could have been in a band. 
What is your top of the cob, Jen Kirkman? I would have to say it's a it's it's all the cold weather we're having in LA and the cloudiness and the rain. I love it. Yeah. It's global warming, but I love it too. It's global warming, but man, am I more creative when it's dark and rainy and Absolutely. and I like to wear like nice fun coats and mm-hmm. I'm in my glory. So yeah. that's been it. I've been forcing myself to dress for it, not just wear a sweatshirt, except for right now, because I'm like, this won't last forever. Nope. Yeah. All my East Coast clothes, bring them out. Get that East Coast fash fash. Yeah. That's right. Uh, my top of the cob, and I'm nervous that this might have been it before, kefir. Uh, is that how you say it? Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, no, it's kefir. It is. Yeah. I love it. I love that shit. Well, then what's, it's a kefir lime. That's not kefir. Okay, kefir. Uh, in all forms, it's really great for smoothies. I feel healthy when I drink it. I mean, it's dairy. But I really enjoy it. Uh, Wallaby makes like a very low sugar one. Mm. That's a great milk substitute. It's just tasty. I inhaled several spoonfuls of it trying to make that my dinner last night and a pickle. Not enough. No. But it's really good for your gut. Good for your gut health. Yeah. It's good for the gut. A lot of probiotics. I saw a few of them that said non-dairy though, right? Even though they seem in the dairy family. It's super dairy. But maybe they have non-dairy ones. I mean not non-dairy but non like there's some one. Lactate? Lactose? Non-lactose. Oh, interesting. That doesn't bother me. I don't have that. I think as white people, as oh, one in every three African Americans is lactose intolerant. But I think as adults, forget that I said white, we start to think we're more lactose intolerant yeah. than we are because it's like the thing to be. When I was little, I had a legit allergy to milk okay. and ice cream. I still do. I'll just get diarrhea. It's not the biggest deal. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, you know, why bother doing it? I feel like people develop it as they get older. Like all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm just so allergic. I'm like, you wish. Oh, they're just trying not to say they're on a diet. I'll just be oh. like, I'm not eating right now. I'm eating it. I, I am on a diet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like eating a bunch of fat, but like not doing keto. I just, I don't know what to do. Bottom of the cub? Wait, I had written it down. Oh. Oh, the, okay. It was happened as I was walking in. I... Got in the elevator really quick, and then these three, like, business executive fucks, because there's a lot of financial shit in this building. Mm-hmm. They were just wandering slowly into the elevator talking. I'm like, hello, and I'm, like, pushing the buttons. I yeah. was like, I go, you getting in or not? And they're like, oh, are you in a hurry? I was like, it's Ew. not even a hurry I'm in. I'm on normal time. You're li- literally in slow motion. You're in drifting business time. And then they got in, and they they asked me to press the button, even though they had buttons on their side. And I was like, and they had nothing in their hands. And I was like, ew. Ew, that's a power move. Yeah, it was. Of course I did. Yeah, it's weird. Because they were going to rape you if not. Well, there was one woman. Not that women can't rape. Women can't. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You know what? That that should be the focus (laughs) of our podcast. (laughs) It's just focusing on the four women in history that have raped someone. (laughs) My bottom of the cob, and this is weird because you have it, uh, and I have like little green tips on my fingers. I don't think I like nail polish on my fingernails. I think I want to like it. I like the idea of a dark polish, but I prefer clear, classic, preppy nails and I don't put no, I don't like to put nail polish on my toes it's, oh wow you're never gonna have the right color and it always looks like a little tacky interesting I'm a big polished person but that's because I've really you have really nice nails I have short nails and so nails. I like to disguise what's going on which I know exacerbates the problem even more no because dark short nails are like punk rock yeah I feel like I'm just trying to have to go for a permanent punk thing I guess on the hands it's just easier to go clear but toes it's like right now you've got fun bright pink and you're at a black tie event I don't oh yeah that looks bad I prefer simple. The worst is a uh, French tip on the toes. Oh, hand feet. I've done it. It's terrible. I've done it too. It's so trashy. I don't know who told me to do that. French Nobody. tips are trashy. I don't know who told me to do green French tips. I've been looking at those. Those are cool. It was my birthday and I was like, I'm going to do it. 
Jen Kirkman, your podcast is, of course, I screw the pooch right as I have to. Oh, it's on. called I Seem Fun. No, oh, I wanted to do it. Oh, that's okay. Your podcast is called I Seem Fun. I'm, wow. Your podcast <laughs> is called I Seem Fun. Yeah. Uh, I Can Barely Take Care of Myself is your book. Mm-hmm. You have another book, right? Mm-hmm. I feel bad now. No, don't. Uh, I forget that. I seriously forget the name of it. It's called I Know What I'm Doing in Other Lies. I tell myself. Oh, that one. Yes, I have. I do know that one. Um, and you can see Jen Kirkman on Instagram. Yep. One end peeps. One end peeps. And Twitter. Do you want people to talk to you on Twitter? Yeah, I don't care. Jen Kirkman on Twitter. Yeah. She's very funny. She's one of the good ones in this industry of funny women. And I've always liked you. I always wish we were closer. Oh, I know. I was in New York the last two years. So I mean, it's okay. No one saw me. One of the few Love people where it's like Jen's in New York. And I'm like, no, she doesn't like me. That's what it is. But it's no, you're, so, you're <laughs> out of your mind. I am out of my mind. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I wish you the best in your music career, too. Thank you. 